Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Ethan coming at you live from the True U HQ. This is the 24th episode of the True U podcast. True U is designed to be an outlet for people to visit to discover their inner greatness and what it takes to become the best version of themselves. These are real life conversations with amazing people and the only intention being to add value to our listeners. For the second time, we are welcoming Mr. Enrico Moses back to the podcast. Yeah. Um, He was our first guest, and um, we had a great session there. And uh, Rico has worked with powerful business leaders and world-famous artists for the past 15 years. His background is in retail and fashion marketing. He started his own menswear store at the young age of 23. In 2011, he co-founded a fashion tech company called Fido in Los Angeles that focuses on bringing together fashion real retailers, excuse me, and brands throughout technology or through technology. He has worked with the likes of Google, Remy Martin, Wonderlust, Hennessy, WeWork, Microsoft, just to name a few. And his mission is to co-create a world of culture, vitality, abundance, and love through embodying his greatness and inspiring the greatness of the people around him and in his community. Great bio. I love reading that thing. I appreciate you. Welcome. Our first, uh, our first visual podcast. Good to be here with you. Good to be here with y'all. You know, it's just good to be with the vibes. You know, I love what you're doing with True You and it's been a it's been an awesome journey listening to your podcast, being a part of it, you know, watching you grow. So thank you. I'm smiling, man. <laughs> I'm smiling. Just um, well, you you were uh, in a, just a major play since the beginning, so I, I can't be more appreciative. Uh, you know, and <clears throat> this uh, you're the first one in the audio, the first one in the visual, helping me set this up. This is the actual corner of what we would consider the true UHQ, where we're sitting yeah. here. So welcome welcome first of many um yeah so let's uh let's jump into it brother let's have some fun so we um last time we talked about um mission we talked about your impact um and working with the men's group we had some great nuggets then and what i was thinking prior to this what we could do to um pull some value out of you maybe in a different direction even i know that we've talked a lot recently about the um, new developments in like technology through you know just crypto through digital advancements mm-hmm. through um, you know the, the just that space in general with all that uh, you know and you probably I, I don't even really know the label uh, that to put on that but you 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 form a really approachable easy to understand a way of speaking that and I'm, I'm sure our, our audience could grow and get a lot of value out of that type of conversation so I was just curious can you tell us a bit about your journey and advancing in that space yeah you know so I think for context for the audience I think we're talking about uh, the crypto space we're talking about NFTs you know we're talking about the metaverse gaming the future of uh, technology and blockchain, right? And so I have been a, I've been a part of technology for a long time. You know, um, I was just telling my business partner the story. In t- in 2007 is when I opened my store. Um, pr- probably it was like 2008. I was flying to New York, flying to LA. I used to go and like 
buy my my clothes it was a menswear store so i used to go out to new york and you know probably at the time maybe it was like five to ten thousand dollars and like go and i would like go into the fashion district and buy denim buy t-shirts buy hoodies buy hats and i would bring it all back to minneapolis to sell at the store and so i would ship a bunch of stuff back but i was i would also like bring it back with me in my baggage because a i wouldn't have to pay shipping but b i would get it back immediately and i could sell it on the on the um on the shelves because it's like the new hot merch do you see what i'm saying so it's like if I ship it, I'm waiting three days to get the merch and then I can sell it. So like, so I'm bringing back a bunch of merchandise and it's kind of like, it's a lot of work, bro. I literally flew out. I probably flew out in the morning, like 5 a.m., 5.30, got into New York, went shopping, packed up UPS, got back on my flight at like 10 or midnight and then flew back. You see what I'm saying? And then that morning, got off the flight. I think I like drove and went to the store probably like slept a little bit and then went to the store to like basically put everything in the store so that by the next day i could have the new merchandise right because it's like i think it was, i would do it before the weekend you know so everyone had their money they wanted to go shopping for the weekend and and on a good weekend i could do maybe like anywhere from three to ten thousand dollars right so it's like and that would be making potentially all my money back right for the first weekend so i was doing that and i'm just like man it's a lot of work and I started doing research on like these guys and, and women who were selling ebooks. And this was like the be really beginning of like the digital product evolution that we find ourselves in, right? And these guys, there was this website called, uh, hold on, give it a little. Welcome to Venice, California, where we have the window open and you're gonna hear some extra, extra sound effects. Yeah, we got the soundtrack going. So, um, I'm in the space of like, man, these digital products are like really making sense to me, right? And there's this website called ClickBank. It's still around, but people are selling eBooks. And I'm like, this this is interesting. Like I'm over here having to fly to New York, fly back, and there's people who are selling 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 a month selling eBooks. They're not shipping anything. They're, people are just downloading wow. products. And so that was in 2008. And I wrote my, so I kind of like started doing research. I wrote my first ebook. It was called Hustle vs. Business. And it was really a premise of like, what does it mean to be a hustler? What does it mean to be a businessman? And like, you know, how can you utilize both premises, right? I didn't know you wrote a book. Yeah, man. So that was my first book. I'll, I'll send it to you. My first little ebook. Find out something new about this guy all the time. So, uh, so I sold, you know, I think I sold like one or two copies, you know, I, I, I think like one of my homies bought one and, and like some random person. So I think I made like 50, 60 bucks, it, but I sold digital products, right? In 2008. And I was like, okay, I didn't get rich, but there's something here. And so during the time I had my store and, and, you know, I had different customers coming in and one of my customers, we always used to talk about tech and he was in the fashion. I was in the tech. You know, and so he was just like, man, we should start a company or something like you got all this information from fashion. And I was like, let's do it. So we just kept meeting in my shop. We I had an office in my back of my shop and my like employees would be there. We go meet, had all these ideas. And eventually we started a company called Fashion Deep. Fashion Deep turned into Fidu. Right. And Fidu was really like where I learned about digital marketing. That's where I was doing like 
you know, it was my job to lead the marketing strategy for us. So I'm getting us into Instagram, Twitter. This was like 2011, right when the beginning of all this stuff, when nobody even had Instagram yet. Businesses definitely didn't have Instagram. So I'm getting all that's like starting to get to get into it, like promoting it. And that was that was what the business was, right? FIDU stands for Fashion Information Distribution distribution organized online so it's really a database of fashion companies social media where to buy it where you can go shopping and so this is like really catapulting me into like the digital world like what does that look like you know influencer doing influencer marketing me and my partner mary my fiance we started a company doing consulting doing influencer marketing um doing event marketing and then obviously, you know, the cannabis with high standards. So all these things really just led me to being super hyper aware of what's happening in tech, right, in the startup space. And then during the pandemic, I started doing my art, you know, as you saw. And my art, I make it on the iPad, right? I use the iPad with the, with the Apple Pencil. So it's digital. So I was thinking to myself, like, how do I protect the value of my art? because it's digital. So if someone finds it, maybe they could just print it off and my art value could decrease, right? So I'm just like, how can I how can I do that? And I'm thinking of ways and I'm Googling and I this was like late 2020 and I find NFTs. That's where I found NFTs. Yeah, yeah. And you, it's interesting listening to you explain your story of technology then when we may not when when what we're talking about with nfts and what we talked about the other night now is is that the newer version of the 2011 twitter you're talking about and those experiences exactly let's talk about that if you're open to it the next um what's the word for a breakthrough Mm -hmm. i guess that could be would that be a fitting yep yep and like disruptive technology i like to call it it. yep yep so You were dropping some knowledge on me, and I'm grateful for that the other day. And it just with the vision behind, I mean, your your personal vision, but, um, and, you know, whatever you want to touch on in that space, it's up to you. But then just the vision of, like, the advancement and welcoming this new disruption. Um, can you speak on that a little bit, what you feel like, you know, can be um, brought out of this? Yeah, it's a good question. So what can be brought out of this technology? Um, so first of all, I think we're we're at kind of a limit of our creativity in our society. So people talk about the era that we're in being the postmodern era, right? I'm sure you heard of that before. And so postmodernism is like, you know, everything's a remix. It's like Spider-Man 17, right? X-Men... 30 and it's like all these like re remakes of movies you see what i'm saying that everything's a remix because it's hard to be original right you have the internet and the second you have an original thought it goes around the world in literally seconds i feel like that's like technology to advancing to where we can store everything and have a better track record yep better track record and just see everything so it kind of stifles creativity in many ways right if you think it like fashion as soon as a fashion designer comes with an idea, everybody steals it. So it's like it doesn't, you know, ideas don't really even belong to us as much as they used to. Right. Like intellectual property is a lot different. You have a lot of people putting information on Twitter and then memes like who owns that stuff. Right. So we're kind of getting into this like new era of like 
where ownership was almost going away, if you think about it. Like, everybody posts on Instagram, but nobody owns what they post on Instagram. They're just giving it away for free because Instagram's that great of a platform that people are willing to do that, right? So, but we're kind of hitting this new place of like, all right, where do we go from here, postmodern? So the metaverse and crypto and the blockchain, it allows really like another whole universe on top of what we already know right so it's like what's here on earth it's like a lot of things are not that new we got the iphone fucking 13 it's very similar to the iphone 3 right and the iphone 2 it's not that different do you see what i'm saying it's like little tweaks little tweaks yeah. you know graphics the xbox it's getting better but it's just now it's not like whoa it's crazy right we have and so what's really changing is is vr right so we do have vr coming in and that's what that does is that allows for a whole new implementation of technology that we haven't even seen yet so we're really at like what's called a, a blue ocean of technology where there's these expansive areas of growth that we haven't even seen yet because of blockchain because of crypto because of nfts yeah, <clears throat> and you're involved in a space right now. I feel like that's heavily engaging in that, which is the, uh, I wouldn't even say early adapters, but somewhat of the ones that are leading and paving the entire road for this because it is, and people are aware of it, but it, it's in even like I'm aware of it, but grasping it and then having a vision behind it and then following through on that and then getting other people to be involved with it's a whole nother story but um i witnessing you firsthand get involved in the game at an early stage i hear you speak on what is possible in this space and you're drilling it enough into me now brother where i'm like this is a big deal and i'm seeing some of that vision um you had me listen to the tim ferris what's the guy's name for Vitalik. Vitalik. Yeah, Buter, um, Buterin, I think. <laughs> yeah. And that um, that starts with the E, sorry, brain. Uh, he created it, the Erythrium. Oh, uh, yeah, Ethereum. Ethereum. Yep. Yeah, Vitalik created Ethereum. keeps saying Erythrium. <laughs> um, Ethereum. And, like, the, the idea behind that and just, like, creating this entire new, like, cloud that is one, uh, in, like, one whole part, essentially, and, like, capturing that next version or that vision behind the next version of advancement and just that, that space, um, that was a brain breaker for me. And then we were talking about... Um, what may happen to the economy what that can lead to with opportunity and this mm -hmm. space too well, i think we should talk about that because i do believe that the economy is going to crash and mm -hmm. then i believe that that is a ripple effect that does end up impacting crypto and making crypto crash and there's a lot of there's a lot of different crypto companies out there and different projects and i think in the end many of those potentially can go away or might go away you know because if there is a crash then people will want to have cash right because the stock market i predict really could could crash at any moment right they're just printing excessive amounts of cash and people don't have real like stable jobs right now like the ppp loans and iedl and all these things that are really keeping us afloat they're not real you know they're not real money that's just like 
the government trying to put a band-aid over what's really happening right and so yeah if that all happens then we're looking at a new world right we're looking at a new america where potentially uh you know what do they call fibo uh the the investments the oh s&p 500 well not only that the um fibo if I don't have a, a nine to five, but what oh. are the what is the, the investments that people make the IRA? Oh, IRAs. Yeah, the IRAs, but the the other one where like people match it, right? Where your job matches it. Oh, like a four hundred one k. Yeah, the four hundred one k. So like, <coughs> there's just a lot of these things where like people are overly invested in the stock market, and I don't think yeah. the stock market's a bad thing, and I'm not saying that it's gonna just go away, but I think that we've hit a place where. Where, where it's like exponential growth, exponential growth. Every year you got to grow, you got to grow, you got to grow. And it's like, that's not really how the world works. That's not how companies work. Like companies don't just always go up and to the right, like there's cycles. And it's, mm -hmm. it's actually unhealthy to try to push that because companies that always need a profit, then they just keep spreading themselves thinner and thinner and thinner. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do we cut costs? How do we make more money? How do we like you know, milk this more and more and more until it's like, there's no more to milk. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, where else can you, where else can you bring manufacturing to lower the price? Like how much more can you market it to the consumers? And I think that's a big part of postmodernism where we're just getting bombarded by all these ads because they want to make as much money as possible. So there's mm -hmm. so many ads trying to get us to like buy certain things, mm -hmm. right. And make us feel like not worthy. So we will buy those things. And it's like, so and I think people are realizing like if you even think in the last three, four or five years, like minimalism has been a big thing. Right. Mm -hmm. People like uh, Maria Kondo wrote that book, Tidy, the, the magical. It's like the wonderful world of tidying. And it's all about like not having as much stuff, you know. And so and I think that NFTs and crypto is really going to bring us into that space because now you don't have to have whatever you have like some people have like 50 pairs of shoes yeah can we uh, just for context too because the non-fungible token like the, can you explain nfts and like how that little just for a little background. yeah non-fungible token so non-fungible means that it cannot be copied so if you have a non-fungible item it means you have a unique item that nobody else has that you own um and so that's important because now you can have digital scarcity right where before, if somebody sends you a file, there's no way for you to just have that file as the only one. Like, if I sent you a song on an email, you could send a million people that song and I couldn't do anything about it, right? Yeah. With the blockchain, I can send you, I can send you a locked file where you can't open that file unless you actually own the file, mm -hmm. right? And you own the NFT. And so obviously like you could record it and you can send it to people. Value goes way up. The value goes way up and it, there's just a lot you can do with it. There's a yeah. lot of things inside of NFTs. Like you could make it. So let's say I had a song and if you own the NFT and you were in Minnesota, the song would sound different. Than if you were in LA, than if you were in New York, it literally could create a whole new version of the song based on where you were because of like your geo code. So there's like a lot of things that you can actually build inside of an NFT that makes it even more valuable and dynamic. Mm -hmm. So we're really at the very, very beginning. And of all anything this. can be in an NFT. 
When you say or, anything, I mean, I mean, like, what do you? So, so the, give us some examples of your diversification in that space and like what your, yeah. Okay, yeah. So like, so I've been investing in digital real estate, and so those are NFTs. Yeah. And, and so there's different places in the metaverse. Uh, you have like five main metaverses right now. You have Decentraland, uh, CryptoVoxels, the Sand, the Sandbox, Somnium Space. And um, I think there's like one other one that I can't really think off the top of my head. Um, but and then Gala Games is like building a whole metaverse. And there's and then you also have like Ro- Roblox. You have like Minecraft. Those are really metaverses. And then you have Fortnite. So these are all just like places you go. That's digital. That's like a world, right? That's kind of yeah. what the metaverse means. Now, these metaverses that I've been investing in. Instead of like Fortnite and Minecraft where you just walk around, you literally buy property. You buy, it's like there's property that has, you know, how this is basically like square meters, how high it is, how wide it is. And then you purchase it using Ethereum and you get the NFT. Once you have the NFT, you can essentially build on top of this digital real estate. And so I've, I have an art gallery. Um, I'm building a second art gallery. I have my company Cabana, uh, cabanawaves.co. You can go in and see like our content. You can basically learn about our company. So it's almost like you could use it as a three-dimensional website. And this, it works on your phone. It works on the computer. You can go on VR. It works in VR, and you're literally walking around. And That's the part the that space. excites me is just thinking about. You broke my brain yesterday too when we talked about this. Was like, what can this actually like look like someday? You know, we yep. were talking about. Cause I'm a networking guy, mm-hmm. and um, we we're talking about real estate. You know, we walked me. You walked me somewhat through your your art gallery mm-hmm. and the space, the digital world that you're creating, and. And like envisioning the advancement in that and with the VR format, like, and being able to literally run a life in another dimension through that VR and through this metaverse that you're talking about. And there's actual real life value attached to all of it. Right. Like that's, that's just insane to think about for me. I mean, it's it's, real, real life value. And I, I won't put out too many numbers, but I'll say like this. The first property that I bought, it was more than $2,000. That property is worth, in less than three months later, 4X what I paid for mm-hmm. it, right? In how long? In less than three months. Ah. And I have three other properties, and those, same thing, 4X. You know, and it's like, so so it's it's interesting. So I have I have those properties, and I've, you know, been developing. And it's one thing that you can own the property, you can develop it, you can cool stuff on it you can put art but you can sell things on it right you can sell your art you can sell wearables so you could essentially you know i come from retail like i was saying so this all makes sense to me it's like instead of me having a store having to pay rent every month having to pay insurance every month having to pay a staff i literally buy it once i can put things in there digitally and people walk in and if they like it, they buy it. And this is for perpetuity. You know, like mm-hmm. I own that space mm-hmm. now forever. My kids, my kid, unless I sell it or, the, you know. So this is all thinking like deep into the future. Like what's that going to look like? You talked about networking and, and we see how the pandemic made us all understand like, oh, we don't have to go into the office to do work. Like mm-hmm. we can actually be on Zoom. 
we could be home and we can get a lot done if anything maybe we can get more done because we're not spending our time getting ready in the morning and having to like dress up we're not having to go into the car and deal with traffic we're not having to like you know leave our home so now that food is more scarce and we're spending more money right so there's all these things that we're learning that actually we don't have to do things the way we were doing them yeah and even we were talking about like transportation talking about the the and and like just thinking far out futuristically like what that could look like and the need for leaving the need for i mean when you're in that that dimensional expansion that we're talking about and it's so advanced now that you can do pretty much everything that you can do here there um more and like, more amplified that's, that's what i'm saying like think about it we both we both we're from minnesota we moved out to la it's well, like you move to LA because you want to be a mover and shaker. You want to be connected. You want yeah. the culture. But what if, what if you could live anywhere and have more? That's the thing. Like what the metaverse offers is like, you actually will have more connections than you will in New York or LA in the metaverse because now you got LA, New York, Chicago, Miami, every, and not only that, Singapore, China, India, Europe, like. You have everybody in the same it space. It combines everybody together. It yeah. combines everybody together. And, and so now you start thinking about, like, what is what is the, the reason why people do things? Like, people like to flex. People buy nice clothes. People mm. buy nice cars. Like, are, are you going to want to flex in the real world? Or are you going to want to flex in the metaverse where there's more people? There's more eyeballs. Yeah. Like, your money is going to go further in the metaverse than it might even here in the real world like think about transportation in the next 10 years people might not even want to own a car right it's like a lot of people don't they uber already and now you have self-driving cars why would i want to own a car when really what i need is to get from a to b and i just need to press a button and i need a tesla to pick me up and drop me off and i don't even want to park do you see what I'm saying? So it's like maybe I don't own a car in the future, but maybe I own a digital car because in the metaverse that allows me to flex. You know, that's why people buy Mercedes. That's why they buy nice cars. They want to flex. So maybe I'm like, OK, I'm going to have my car to flex in the metaverse. Plus, it's cool. I get to drive around. I can like kind of do some cool things with it. I can race it. I can make money by racing. Mm-hmm. I can rent it. Do you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like there's there's reasons why these nfts could potentially even be worth more money right. than something tangible just well, because of the use it's funny case. like it's a mindset everything is and we're literally i feel like with this space um what was once a uh i don't want to say fake but what was once like an escape like a video game an area that you would not consider real mm-hmm. now is so advanced along that it's growing and it's becoming a real thing because of how further developed it is in our mind Mm -hmm. and what we see it as and what the potential of it is yeah and i look at it like social media right like so now it's 2021 it doesn't blow anybody's mind if you tell them like hey there's people making a living off of social media like nobody will be like oh my god that's crazy yeah 20 years ago it, it might be like it might be I guess a little bit like wow that's cool but it but people understand the concept yeah. of like influencers and like oh yeah that makes sense they have millions of followers yeah. of course they're gonna make money on social media but like you said 10 years ago I, it was 2011 when I got into Instagram I was working with the top brands in the world they were like we don't fuck with social media we don't believe in it like that's we that's for like 
that's for whatever. They just were <laughs> judging that shit. Smart people. You know, and and yeah, and these are these are people who are some like multi funny billion dollar companies, yeah. and they couldn't see it. They couldn't see how like no, you need social media because you're yeah. not better because you're not on social media. They thought like oh, we're too good for no. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like saying you're too Quit good being for right. the for Quit the being metaverse. So fucking it's like, right about you're it, not man. too good for the metaverse. You're yeah. just missing out yeah. because there's other people who are now making money. So yeah. that's that's where we're headed. Is like social media is just a that's the tip of the iceberg for what this actually looks like and and you thought you thought influencers on on youtube were big wait till we get it uh, metaverse influencers that are like 3d avatars that you can meet in real person and you could like play games with bro it's it's gonna be so big so now it's like imagine if you had an instagram and people come to your instagram and in the moment they get to your instagram you met them in real life and you're like hey what's up What's yeah, happening? Yeah. I'm here. And they'd be like, yo, yeah. I'm so happy to meet you. Like, yeah. you can do that right now in the metaverse. This is going to happen, man. It's it right is. now. You could literally it do is. it. I can, and, I can and, be uh, like, yo, you guys meet me in my space. And if you popped up, I would be right there in the metaverse. And I could have a conversation with you. And, like, we could be our avatar version of ourselves. We're messing with your guys' minds today. I mean, dude, it it's... It, it, um, and everyone culture I'm reading right now, it says radically open-mindedness. That's what Ray Dalio uh, puts into his business as a, a standard. Mm -hmm. And by being radically open-minded, it's not just being open-minded, but it's seeking to be wrong and it's seeking to improve the concept of everything that is, mm -hmm. is around us. I love it. And to be able to adapt this sort of a vision or adopt, excuse me, um, and to to like like 2011 compared to today it's the same thing and it's like how you know how much more is there like what else is available what else can what's the next step exactly. and there's going to be something further and further and further along exactly. and we're talking about what will be a real well what already is a reality but what everybody will see as a reality in 20 years from now yep. what currently exists but what will be in 20 years the new norm yeah. Yep. Just like social media and the internet. Like, if it was 30 years ago, if you were like, hey, the internet, I'm going to be doing the internet business, they'd be like, what are you talking about? Stop talking about the internet. Yeah. Like, you're weird, right? Like, <laughs> in the 90s, that'd be like, stop yeah. talking about the internet, that weak ass dial up. Like, yeah. but now you talk about, like, our whole life in lexicon is, is Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok. Like, everybody's talking about these things like it's yeah. normal yep. because it's just a part of our life. This is where we're headed in the metaverse. That It's going to be so normal to be like, hey, let's let's hang out together, but you're not hanging out in person. Right? Yeah. Like, like, right here, what, what this is right here, like, unless we're physically touching, we actually don't need to be together to get the same feeling we're getting right now it's it's far-fetched but like what i'm getting i'm seeing you i can see your your eyes blinking like all these things can be mimicked in the metaverse it can be yeah and i i feel like the value is going to go up in private and like more like the the actual in-person um experience is going to be in certain settings in certain ways only and that we will uh, eventually get to being living mostly out of the space that you're talking about yeah i think and, i think real per, real life meetings become nostalgic like mm -hmm. like you meet in person for nostalgia like hey mm -hmm. let's meet in person like oh wow like that's gonna high. be that's gonna be fun like i haven't seen you in person yeah. for years and yeah. like and i think 
you know, with COVID, we, we could potentially be living in a world where people are a lot more private. They're a lot more like if I meet you in person, like I want to make sure that you're healthy. You're not going to give me diseases. That could be a new norm in the future, you know, especially we don't really know exactly what COVID yeah. is. Like it could be some biological war stuff. So oh, it's I like got my opinions on that. Yeah, we yeah. We all we it. all don't know. So yeah. it's like we don't know where this is headed, but yeah. we know where we are now, and we know how people are acting a little bit hesitant to meet you in real you life. You feel like the value of all this can advance to the point where we can. Uh, I don't want to call it an illusion because it is real, but create the feeling and the effect of an up. Uh, a powerful mindset and a good mental state without the actual physical surrounings of others. So what's the question? So again? the question is like the mental health crisis that happened through COVID. Let's talk about that. But yeah. with it being the normal with this technology advancing and us being able to spend 99% of our time in this space without mm-hmm. physically being together. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that affect mental health? Do you feel, you know, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of answers to that. There's a lot of ways you can take it. I think there's there's negative aspects and there's positive aspects, right? It's like what the metaverse can do is it can make somebody who is feeling super lonely actually feel connected, just like the internet. Like the internet brought together people who would have never been able to meet. You know, it's like people who live in small towns, they don't feel the same way they used to. You know, people in small towns were like, if you didn't find that little, like, if you're, like, a goth person or you like hip-hop and you live in a small town, you might be the only person in your area that liked that. Now the Internet's, like, you got Twitter, you got Instagram. You can feel a part of something bigger. You got Reddit. You see what I'm saying? You don't have to have people around you to feel that connection. Now, that, yeah. that helps mental health. Do You see what I'm saying? But then you might be, like, you might have people who are so into the metaverse that they don't know how to have real life Right. Like relationships and then and then maybe that that does have a negative impact. I think I think Balance. that like every technology has, has positive and negative kind of aspects to it. And I think that personally is is my hot take or whatever. It's like we have so many fucked up things happening in the world that the potential negative to some of these things, it's like it's not even compared to where we already are and the negative where things are. Like, the industrial prison complex right now is fucked, right? It's yeah. like, gun violence right now is fucked. It's like, yeah. mental health right now is fucked. So it's like, these things, maybe they add stuff, like, you know, maybe people invest in things and they lose their money. That's bad. Well, but people it's... over, they overplay that. Like, we need to protect consumers. It's like, if you guys want to fix problems... I'll give you a list of problems that we should be fixing way ahead of like, should somebody who got on VR, are are they like, are they not happy? Like there's just the hierarchy of problems in our society. Well, for the internal, I feel like too, it's always going to be balanced. It's going to come back to, and it's just a new form of balance that wasn't available in the past, but now it is. And I think that with everything for mental health, it's like, what, where's my stop gap? Where's my take profit? Right. What do I want to like, where, Facebook and Instagram can be a tremendous asset and it can be a complete life waste. Same thing. And like, so, yeah, Instagram makes people look at like, oh, same, these go people to this. are winning. I'm not winning. It's, it, you know, like there's a lot that can happen that makes people not feel good about themselves. And it's like, but 
I don't know. Like, it's the, the does lens. that mean we don't create technology? It, it's just it's your observation of it. I feel and how you can utilize it because you yeah. can get if people. It's a strong mind. It's discipline, man. If you got the discipline to use this shit for your advantage, like, I mean, it's hard to even explain. But bro, we're all just like we're animals flying around on this like floating rock with like a fucking <laughs> ball of fire and gas in the sky, and it's just like, yo, we gotta well, yeah, kind of yeah. remember like. <clears throat> we're just figuring this shit out, you know, and it's just like we don't have all the answers, but we're moving forward into this new unknown space, and it's scary, you know? It's scary because it's like, oh, well, we don't know, so there, there's definitely going to be things that are bad. Well, that's it's the like, sexy part about it, too, and that's, that's the fun exciting. of life. Yep. And that's the fun of life is like, the hey, unknown. man. Fuck yeah. That's, 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 that is living. You it know? is. You know, if I knew exactly what was going to happen tomorrow, that would suck. You know? Yeah. So, so I think, so I think it's like, it, it's really exciting. There's a lot of potential. Um, you know, my, my investments, it's, it's digital real estate. I bought a, a digital car that I'm racing. I bought some digital horses wow. that I'm racing and I'm breeding, um, called Zed run. And, you know, I, I think that these projects for me, I'm invested in this uh, this ecosystem called Gala Games. Mm. I ha I'm operating a couple nodes, and and I'm gonna be playing Mar Mirandis, which is one of their uh, their games. I have some property in that, and so you know, I, I look at it like I do think there's gonna be a crash coming. But when there's a crash, you know, it doesn't mean all business goes away. It doesn't mean money disappears. Money just moves. Nothing goes away. Yeah. Right. So you got to ask yourself, if there's a crash, where does the money go from to where? Right. It's like people are investing in the stock market. They think that they can't lose. Everybody's a genius. Everybody's investing in crypto. They can't lose. Everybody's making money. So, you know, it makes sense for the smart hedge fund people crashing the market they have a lot of cash they put it in they make all the money again the retailers lose their money the shit builds back up real estate crashes again like big money wins bro like they're yeah people have a lot of money they're they they do not have a lot of money well for for nothing and like, you buy they it know this time. yeah they know what they're doing you know and, yeah. and the average consumer the average american doesn't the average investor doesn't know what the fuck they're doing you got analysts it, at these Wall Street hedge funds that are just they're the smartest people in the world, bro. Yeah. Like I and I'm not saying like uh, I don't think I'm super smart compared to like IQ wise, like these are the top of the top of the top of the top. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're called quants. And it's like so we're not how can we compete? How can the average that's like the average citizen trying to think we can compete against like the military do you see what i'm saying it's like mm -hmm. it's that level of competition so of course man they're always a step ahead of us like you saw what happened with wall street bets right mm -hmm. and then robin hood shut down yeah. the the average consumer couldn't do things and it's like this is how the game is created well, so we're in the middle of this and now we're, we're getting ready to like go through a whole new era of America potentially. The rich get richer in these times like 08 and 09, but also it leads to the most uh, up and coming new found millionaires and new found, like because now these people are strategic, right? Yep. They, they look at what those uh, people you're speaking of are doing and yep. where to put the money, what yep. the market's going to look like, what they can buy now at the right that is going to go up. Exactly. Um, that's what we're going to do with this opera. That's what you're doing right now. I mean, you're setting yourself up for that. But even like we were talking about the other day, the value in um, cannabis, alcohol, 
and um, what were the other two that you so, said? Yeah, the pillars that I believe, if you guys want what my investment thesis is, gaming content. Content is in all. So content is, yeah, in gaming and content, they're, they're similar. I look at gaming like crypto. Like to me, crypto is is making investment a game. So I look mm-hmm. at crypto very similar to gaming. So I kind of put that almost in that category. And then gaming is also going to be like a way people do business. Like Zoom and all these things, it's moving more towards game. Like the way people even are doing business, like selling digital clothes. That's yeah. kind of like a game, right? And it's yeah. just like the digital horse racing is a game. So yeah. it's like people are starting to play games. And the reason but for this and games. why we say cannabis and alcohol and the game is because what happens when the economy crashes, jobs go away, businesses and, shut down. Yep. And people, people are have, sitting there yeah. and they got time. And it's like, all right, I'll buy a video game, 50 bucks. And I'm yeah. having fun every single day. I don't have money. I don't have yeah. a job. And now people are going to okay. begin thinking when they're sitting around adapt the metaverse uh concept yep you get involved with that like you already are but then get involved with it you'll see more people at that stage get involved with it and real estate in real life too i mean it's it's that's that stuff is gonna go away you know business yeah business you're still gonna sit in the house guys you're gonna have your digital one but we're still gonna gonna be tucked in bed here the pillars it's it's games content food yeah cannabis and liquor those five things they're gonna be around now Live events, <clears throat> maybe, right? Maybe that'll be around in the future. I don't know. Like, the truth is... There we, will be events, but will it be... We don't know at the level of, like, are people going to feel safe being in a big crowd of people in the future? Like, we have COVID. People are feeling good about COVID. Is there going to be something else that comes out? You see what I'm saying? Like, is this the new normal? Yeah. I don't know. But what I do know is those five pillars, they're not going anywhere. If there's If there's a pandemic for the next 50 years... Those things aren't going right. nowhere. That's kind of what well, I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, people people enjoy the escape, which I mean, and whether you know you want to correlate it to being healthy or unhealthy, I'm sure a lot of that depends on your discipline and your mindset behind it. But people like alcohol and marijuana. People like games because they can escape and they can be in something, and that provides them with that. I feel like that entertainment, that itch they're scratching, yep. that'll never go away. It started with you know what, like uh, the freaking ping pong or little machines or whatever they had back in the day and now it's advanced to where it is now but that's always going to be there especially when you got time on your hands Mm -hmm. people are going to eat you got to eat yeah and then you look at like wellness it's like that's going to be big but the money side of it is a little bit suspect because what did everyone learn during the pandemic do we need to go to the gym do we need that that big expensive Mm -hmm. gym membership to be healthy no you don't all you need is a couple push-ups and sit-ups and you just need motivation you like i knew someone who was literally just walking bro like during the pandemic this dude just started walking tons of miles lost a shit ton of weight he was like in the best shape of his life so we're realizing like oh I don't really need to actually spend a lot of money to be in shape. That is going to be that's going to be a long time uh, impact on, on the health market, you know, because it's like I think people have known that for a long time who who like know about health and like who work out. But it's just kind of like like how many people pay money for a gym membership that they don't use? Is it like 70, 80 percent of people who go to the gym don't ever go? So it's like. It, so these industries were kind of like getting bloated and now you got people thinking to themselves like, oh, I got a, what is it, a Pendle, Pendleton bike or whatever. It's like, yeah. I got my Pendleton bike, 
I'm good. And so that's why I don't put even wellness on that because it's like you can stay well, bro. Like you all you got to do is yoga, meditate and walk. And I swear to Nature. God, you're going to be like one of the healthiest people. Yeah. Like that's all you need, well, folks. Yeah. And drink water. Sorry to break it to y'all, but it's not that hard. It's It doesn't take a lot of extra stuff. Like, it's probably not even that healthy to get all super big and stuff from the gym, to be honest. Like, yeah, to an extent. I mean, it's yeah, probably every, not. Every, everything is, like, uh, healthy in moderation and, like, what, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but um, it's really interesting to think about. I mean, well, thanks for the context and your vision around everything that's happening in the metaverse. But then the economic shift, what we've been through, this isn't going to, I agree with you, just be all of a sudden back to normal. Um you know, and, and I hope it is. I I'm not a pessimist too, at heart, but I'm, it's going I'm to crash realist. again. I'm a realist, y'all. Like I, I'm a, I'm an optimist. I believe in a positive, optimistic future. I have kids, so I don't think everything is doom and gloom. But I'm a very realist. I'm a businessman, and so I can't live in an idealistic world as a businessman because. I want to have sustainability well, for yeah. my business. And it makes sense for you either way, even if it doesn't crash, to get involved in what is the next big thing, which yeah, you are, sure. and then to diversify. Like you are talking about 401ks, and that's just the norm. That's exactly. actually probably, in my opinion, one of the the lower-grade levels of investing for your long-term. But it's a yeah, great – it's, it's one it's way. Great. It's, it's, it's one way. It's super awesome, and, but having and I that, love that people are, are taking care of their future. Right, but having that, that – yeah, that, that awareness around what's available – and not just sticking with one thing, but then looking and being open to what is next and playing with that a little bit like you are, you know? And yeah, and you got to understand your, your what is your strategy, right? Like, I have a strategy. I'm, I'm not old, but I'm not super young. You're peaking, bro. Right? So it's like, so it's like I'm, I'm here to have, I want gains, right? I'm actually okay with taking risk. Because I'm not 60, I'm not 70, you know? So it's like I'm, I'm able to, to, to play in these new arenas while there's a p- potential for a lot of high upside, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what I'm here for. Like, I'm here to create generational wealth. Mm-hmm. If I already had generational wealth, I would be playing a, lo- a lot more safe. And I'd want to protect mm-hmm. what I have. I wouldn't be trying to get all these huge gains. Do you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? I'll yeah. probably, I'll still be tr- trying to get gains in some of my percentage of my portfolio. But right now, you know, I, right now I don't have a large percentage of my portfolio. It's like, I want what's coming in the yeah. future. And I have things that are safe, but you know, I would rather build yep. what, what's It's coming. like your safe is here and your risk is here. And then when you get older, it's like that. Exactly. Right. You still have a play. And, and people you still... call it, yeah, they have like, there's the, there's the 30, 30, 40, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like 30% is low, low, moderate investment. 30% is medium investment risk. And then you got 40% is high. And then you can, you can fluctuate that as you get older, your high can go down to like 30, 20, 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of how I think about it. Yeah. Let's land this plane, brother. Um, we, well, you've, you've taken me on a little brain trip, which I love. And every time, I mean, we, we, we look at, like, I love the futuristic mindset that you carry. And I'm positive that people got value out of this. And um, with everything that we spoke on or with like a overall, like if you could capture this and leave people with a message to walk away with from this episode, what would that be? Uh, you know, find out what it means for you to be creative and 
be a part of this new world that's coming. Um, you know, this isn't financial advice, but really understand, do your research, learn about Bitcoin, learn about Ethereum. And if it makes sense to you, then invest in your future, invest in your kids' future, and invest in the future because it's built on top of the blockchain. There's only two worlds that exist in the future. A world where blockchain is, is here and here to stay and is a huge part of our future and a world where it just goes away and that doesn't exist. So you got to ask yourself, like, what do you think is going to happen and are you going to invest in what is potentially going to be uh, disruptive technology from here until maybe the, the end of time, just like the Internet. <laughs> here until the end of time. Brother, thank you. Um, Thanks for your knowledge. Thanks for your futuristic mindset. Thank you. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining yes. us on our first visual episode of the podcast. There will be more of these to come. I'm not sure if this, I like this space though. It's a nice little, it's just a corner of the there. HQ, but we will, we will continue to do this and continue to grow. And with the help of you, my, my uh, mentor yes, and yes. friend, um, sky's the limit. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in and, uh, have a great rest of your day. Peace and love, y'all.